Hi, we're just two women living our day-to-day lives, being farm wives, surviving and thriving in this amazing state of Nebraska. Handling the hourly weather changes, wind, and amazing beauty of this great state. We're here to share more on the aspects of agriculture that we see and live every day on our operations. Join us and listen to our adventures as we navigate our new lives of being farm wives in Nebraska. It truly is the good life, but have we mentioned it's not for everyone? Hello, we're back. Yeah, we are back after quite a while. (laughs) Yes, it has been some time, but life's just been busy. Um, Our focus has been on other stuff, kind of, and other aspects of our life, and work's been crazy, and yeah, so tell us what have you been up to lately? Yeah, crazy. Trying to like think back over the last few months, we'll just call it what have we been up to over the winter. So it's been like, I feel probably the craziest winter and spring season that we've had just with Travis's business with the Tequesti Organics and just hauling manure, spreading manure, everything. So it's just been very chaotic, Um, but we're getting very close to planting, which I'm looking forward to because I feel like that means that spring is here and just all the good things. So yeah, we've been doing that. And then also I've just been making Travis do like a lot of fun house projects. He built me a gym in our shop. So that has been my priority. (laughs) So that was a win. Yes. Very cool. So very excited about that. But yeah, like I said, looking forward to planting. How about you? Well, kind of uncompared to you um our focus has been on cows um calving Mm. that's our big thing obviously right now and it has been keeping us extremely busy so really we haven't thought about field work um nothing really like that so we don't have the planner out nothing nothing on that side um I know there's some people in the field starting field work it's kind of going to be a nice I should say that I'm looking forward to it but I lit- we haven't even gotten the planter out like it's yeah. been so chaotic we have not even thought about it so yeah. I think we still still need to switch stuff over from last year so yeah it's gonna be great <laughs> yeah it's been um just a lot of seeing you know guys starting field work stuff like that obviously some people have their planners out stuff like that but we have not um I think there's going to be some really nice weather next week. So warm up ground temperature, everything. And that kind of is a little bit of what we're going to talk about today. Um, So I guess we can kind of dive on in. We have a little bit about some corn and beans or corn and bean things that farmers do. So a little bit to kind of start out. Sometimes people might wonder like, why as farmers we keep our corn or beans predominantly corn in grain bins and save that grain from harvest time so kind of jumping in like I said corn is kind of the predominant one to go in the grain bins um soybeans don't necessarily go in the bins as often as the corn does because it's more likely to get bad faster being in the grain bin so um if nobody knows what a grain bin is that is listening it's 
how how would you describe it? I mean, I mean, I feel like if you've driven anywhere in like rural America, you would see like these large silver like tube like looking things on property, <laughs> usually in like groups of one to three, um, depending on how large like the operation is. Um, yeah, and they just look like large silver cylinders. With- yeah like a ladder on the side pretty much (laughs) and And once you see one you see them everywhere yeah (laughs) and you'll see them on farm places and like in kind of field areas and Mm -hmm. yeah pretty much all over like you said so that's what they are if you don't know what they are um here again lots of different reasons that farmers keep them or keep grain in them throughout the year so First off, one of the forms of bins is a dryer bin. So it actually Mm -hmm. has a fan and a heater in it drying the grain. So when the grain is taken out of the field, sometimes it's going to be a higher moisture. And when it's a higher moisture, not every elevator or Mm co-op wants a high moisture grain. Um, depending on the certain time of year, you can get docked like money wise for it. Um, sometimes they plain out won't take Take it it. or don't want it. Um, so these dryer bins, you put the grain in that, run the fan on it and it is able to dry it and reduce that moisture. So that is one of the reasons because sometimes there's just circumstances that you need to get the crop out of the field whether it's late in the season snow is coming it's blowing over um there's just kind of an abundance of different reasons that hey it's time to get it out of the field and it's not dried down to the moisture that it needs to be to take it directly to the elevator so yep that's kind of one of the starting places of why we put it in in bins Um, do you have anything to add on that? I would say that this is just something that we do a lot. Um, just because like you mentioned, there's so many factors that go into why you might need that crop out of the field at that time. Um, and you always want it to be as close to like the moisture level as they're taking just because then it weighs more. So you get more money for what you're bringing in. So it's something that farmers can kind of control, um, if they have the ability to do so just so that they can get the most, um, out of their product. But yeah, there can be other reasons too. I think one that you kind of mentioned in terms of like timing would be, And something we've talked about before is like contracts that need to be filled for grain. And so if you need to take that in later in the year, you can store it in your grain bin and really just control when you're bringing that in. So I know you have spoken a lot more about like the contracts and filling those specifically, but if you're trying to get a certain price and you need to take it in uh, in a certain month, again, that would be a great way to, to do that. So that leads a little bit into like why else like farmers would do that in terms of like needing to spread out their income this is a big one so again those contracts are a way to do that um but the result is that your income is spread out over more than just like a couple months of the year or really even just one month so that you can fill it and fill those contracts at a different time so if you have like a lot of bills coming in um or you're hit harder in the spring like that's not when you are going to be 
making any money unless you have that grain to sell at that time. So I know that we do that a lot just so that it's spread out over the summer so that it's something that we have for the summer instead of just all the outputs and no input or all of like the inputs and no like output or result yet. Yeah, definitely. That is probably one of a really big one that farmers do. Um, A little bit with that, sometimes you can't bank your whole crop for the previous year at one time and get that all Mm -hmm. in that like year's time of when you're harvesting because you don't necessarily know what the next year is going to bring. Right. Obviously there can be weather events, um, different things like that, that really can play a big factor. And so it's like, if you sell all of it immediately, then you're kind of not setting yourself up great or depending on your operation. Potentially. Right. So um, there's different things like that. And really it is such a guessing game. Like there are so many times that farmers, I've heard this from so many people, including my husband says it all the time. Literally their life is just kind of like gambling. Like Mm -hmm. really there's a little bit of educated guessing, but it is very much so a gamble and you don't know if price is going down, price is going up. You can guess there's projections, but you really don't know. So right. Get rid of it. And it changes money. (laughs) Yeah. It changes so quickly. And it's such like, it's just a faith jump to figure out if things are going to go well for the year. You really just never know. So yeah, there is a lot that goes into it. So just again, like I feel like controlling what you can control when there's not a lot, um, but being able to like hold on to that in order to spread things out definitely um, like works in the farmer's favor. Yes. So with that, since spring is coming and we know farmers are getting very eager to get in the fields and depending on where you're listening from, you guys have maybe started planting like I've we're seen a little people. bit colder. Um, also to the north of us, just got like two feet of snow. So, um, yeah, it just kind of depends on where you're at. Maybe you are ahead of us and maybe you're way behind us. <laughs> yeah, maybe you also haven't gotten your planner out of storage yet. So yeah. <laughs> hopefully we're not alone. <laughs> um. Okay, so we're going to just talk a little bit about way I don't want to say way back when, but normally it was known that corn was planted before beans. That was just kind of how it all started. And some people still do that. But nowadays there is a definite kind of shift that people plant beans before they plant corn, or I should say they plant it earlier. They think it has some effect on yields, but Soybeans are a little more susceptible to the cold weather. So I have not even checked. um, I don't even know if I want to check of what our ground temperature is currently. We've still had some really cold days, some really cold nights. I think it's still supposed to get into the teens like tonight, maybe, um, I think it's windy here. It's going to go from like 80 down into like the thirties, I think for us, which is typical Nebraska. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we've only been at 40 all day today. 
that was top top uh temp so Wow. But ground temps make a really big difference on getting the corn and beans started. So corn is a little more, like, it can withstand a little bit more. But really, like, upper 40s to 50 degrees ground temp is, like, your ideal planting conditions. So in order for the corn to, like, really grow and take off, it actually takes up water and everything this is a really like simplified version but it takes up that water it expands and more or less like damages the cell membranes and then it kind of starts like that's how it kind of starts the growing process more or less in a way okay. um like I said very very like broke down not probably super a high level explanation yeah. yes so I do know corn can withstand like the 40 degree range lower 40s um after being planted for like 48 hours after that there may be some like that temp or lower could be kind of like a halt on it really being like taking off and growing okay. uh, compared to the corn the soybeans can only really withstand the like the low temperatures for like 24 hours so ideally they're again like upper 40s they're going to be a lot better and into 50s than what it will be obviously the colder that's any plant but with guys starting to plant this sooner you kind of see where they almost go like dormant in the ground, kind of like they stay warm. They'll stay underground. And as soon as that temperature pops up, here we are, we have beans coming mm-hmm. out of the ground. So yep. that is like a very, a very, very simplified, this is what kind of happens to corn and soybeans. So like I said, I think it ex- I think it just like explains well of like why you see farmers like all start around the same time frame. I mean, like it varies quite a bit, but like this time of year is like you don't see people planting like in the summer or in February. Uh, like the, it's the spring and it's the spring for a reason because like the plant operates best during like these conditions. So, yeah, I think that's a really good explanation as to like what is going to be going on in these fields and why people are starting or certain people feel comfortable more than others um, as we approach this season. Well, and even just like you, you are a little bit farther south than I am. And all it is, is you had 80 degree weather today. We Mm -hmm. had 40, like one or two 80 degree days really makes a difference. Like absolutely. Yeah. It changes the whole kind of dynamic of everything yeah which is wild yeah our soil is very different just be even though we're very close to each other or like pretty close so yeah like I said I mean April just gets everyone really antsy but we'll probably start next week you might start the following it just kind of depends on like what the weather holds I bet people around here probably not next week but the week after or like the follow like this following weekend 
um, I almost guarantee they will be planting and in the fields big time. So yeah. Anyway, we just thought it was a little info, kind of what's happening right now. It's spring. Corn and beans are predominantly what we grow here in Nebraska and mm-hmm. just thought we touched on it a little bit. Yeah, it's going to be exciting just to see like the season move forward. It'll be interesting. I know a lot of us are like still in a a drought area, specifically you guys a little bit more even than us. So it'll just be interesting to see where things go. It will. So, well, with that, we um, kind of are a little rusty coming back from this, but thanks for (laughs) listening along on this little short snippet of info episode and we'll leave you with our day-to-day advice like we have normally Uh, my new kind of favorite thing is everybody I'm sure has heard of them or a lot of people have those like oh cedar mops that like spin well right after I bought mine I just bought it not that long ago I just saw that they now make a model that keeps the dirty water and the clean water separate. So I unfortunately have one that has all the dirty water together that you like re-soak it in the dirty water. Oh, so I think mine's separate. I hope. I guess I haven't checked. Oh, well, mine definitely is not. So anyway, if you're going to invest in one, make sure you get one that it's separate. So... I'm yeah. on the floor last night and dumping it out in the bathtub was disgustingly dirty and it's brown. so satisfying, but it's also literally disturbing. If you want more info on why this thing rocks, there's an Instagram account called Go Clean Co. And that's where I think everyone gets it from because she cleans everything. And hmm. as farm wives, that's what we need. It's more I advice. have never heard of that account, but I will have to. She has like over 2 million followers and just teaches you how to clean your house and things that you never knew were dirty. So it could be good or bad. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, with Sweet. that, we'll we talk soon. See you next time. Hey. Please subscribe to our podcast, The Good Life Farm Wives. For more of our day-to-day activities on and off the farm, follow us on Instagram. And let us know if you like our podcast by screenshotting this episode, sharing it to your stories, and don't forget to tag us. Or you can leave us a review. Bye, everyone.